Good evening, everyone. This is Neil with the Dastardly Gentleman, welcoming you to the Dastardly Gentleman podcast. With me, I have Frank. I have Frank. Hello. And tonight, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of things. We're going to talk about Scooby-Doo. We're going to talk about wrestling. And we're going to talk about uh, Batman. <laughs> But before we get started, Frank, what's our safety tip of the week? You know, I talked about this with Ryan a while ago, but our safety tip is whenever you're going to go into the bathroom, make sure that the toilet seat is completely screwed on. You know what I'm saying? Thanks, Frank. No, listen. Listen, it's important. Because you sit down and then it slides and breaks off and it acts like a scissor. Your penis. <laughs> <laughs> you will never feel safe ever again. I sit down and like if it if it moves, I just immediately break out in a cold sweat. And it did that to me the other day. So I mean, yeah, after a safety moment. At at best, if that thing shifts, you just kind of mash it together. At worst, you lose your penis. So, thanks thanks for the tip, Frank. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> So, because we had so much fun tearing apart and dissecting Curious George, which, if you haven't watched or listened to that podcast, definitely do that. It's under cartoons. We're going to tear apart Scooby-Doo. So, uh, Frank, don't you think after about, I don't know, six or seven episodes, they would start... They would start uh, immediately going to, hey, that's not really a monster. That's just a dude in a mask. I think I think that the the other three, Fred and Daphne and and what Velma, I think that they know, but they but Shaggy is so fucked up all the time that they enjoy watching him be terrified. You know, that's pretty fucked up, man. <laughs> I mean, like they're, they're like they're like like watch watch watch. Shaggy, oh my god, it's a swamp monster. Shaggy's like, oh god, someone help me. Okay. He just crawls on the floor and cries a bunch. Let's ask this. <laughs> Can Scooby really talk? Or are they just going along with Shaggy's idea that Scooby can talk just to appease Shaggy? Absolutely in his head. I'm not even 100% convinced that Scooby-Doo is actually there. Yeah? I think he's his imaginary yeah. friend. I do. I think that there's a lot of times where they're like, they're like, they're like uh-huh, Scoob? <laughs> and then, because it's always like Shaggy, Shaggy's always like, he's like the one that kind of does the, the translation. Or really, he's the one that has the most interaction. So like everyone else just plays off whatever Shaggy says. <laughs> so Shaggy's like, Shaggy's like, Scoob says there's a monster around here. They're like, Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so you think it's just them fucking with him? Absolutely. You think? Look okay. at Fred. Fred, Fred with, that, with that cute little ascot. He's a fucking serial killer in training. <laughs> and Velma and Daphne, the reason why they all ride in the van is because they're, they're scared to try to get away from him. You think, you think that? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's probably pretty valid. Um, I don't know. I can... <laughs> I kind of see it as kind of like a, what's that one uh, movie with 
uh, what's his face? Leonardo DiCaprio. He's on that island and he's crazy. Shutter Island. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? What if it's like that? <laughs> and they're just taking him on, taking Shaggy on adventures. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you might. Not, I mean, I, I guess like in that way, it's less like it's less like Shutter Island and more like you know your your granddad's bucket list. <laughs> I mean, he's got like he's got like 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 final stages of Alzheimer's, and he's you know like George Carlin said, he sit around the dinner table and go, "Who are you people, and where is my horse?" <laughs> and then, so you take him to like you know we're gonna take him to this haunted vineyard because he always wanted to be a paranormal guy, and then oh, but there's a we'll hire Mr. Jenkins to put on this mask and chase him around for a while because Shaggy he he ain't gonna be around much longer. Yeah, that's pretty true, Ryan. Uh... Fred always makes Velma and Daphne go with him when they split up so they can't get away. Yeah, um, can't go call the cops. Can't go call the cops. I mean, it's not just for a plot device to keep Shaggy and Scooby together because they're, they're great together. Because Shaggy's alone anyway. <laughs> He's the scout. He's like, why don't you go in there and uh, scope out the place for us while we uh, have a threesome in the van? What if Shaggy never actually leaves the van? <laughs> wandering around in circles <laughs> he's just inside the van being like scoop <laughs> he's just rolling on the floor just his eyes are closed ah, he's just sweating and puking on the floor <laughs> <laughs> that's terrifying <laughs> <laughs> so okay do you think he's crazy or do you think he's just really high all the time I mean like why not both <laughs> Who, you know? who do you think is supplying him with these fucked up drugs? Fred. Fred. Absolutely. <laughs> cool. I think Fred probably has given him, like, he probably thinks he's smoking weed, but there's probably shrooms in it. And he probably thinks he's, like, shooting up heroin, but it's probably it's probably been laced with some other kind of, like, hallucinogen. <laughs> and Fred just, like, gets his rocks off on, on the, the, the thunderous power of being the supplier of these fucked up drugs. Meanwhile, you know, back at the, the mystery cave... The the Velma and Daphne are just sitting there crying. He's whipping the shit out of both of them, and Shaggy's just like the bats. <laughs> you know, I just had an epiphany. Like, we should totally write this story and turn it into a show. Kind of like you know uh, that video game Alice Madness or whatever it's called, the Alice games. Yeah, American McGee's Alice. Yeah, we should do that. But like. How would we do it without turning it into like a really, a really interesting BDSM film? I mean, isn't that really the point? <laughs> I, mean, I I I was just I'm just making sure we're on the same page here. <laughs> I'm, as long I'm as happy. at some point Shaggy ends up in like a ball gag and a zipper mask. I mean, how else would it go? We we just pretty much laid <laughs> it out. That's that's it. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. So, okay, American McGee Scooby. American McGee Scooby Island. <laughs> um, so <laughs> It's just fucking Shaggy, like, running through, like, a crowded supermarket. with He's like, it's the four-pole blade, but it's just, like, a, a fucking Swiss army knife, and he's swishing it at, like, the people who are shopping. <laughs> 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 he hisses at a cantaloupe and just... <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> so Scoob, where are you? <laughs> so taking away from the hypotheticals, um, what do you think, like, I know when we were talking about Curious George, um, 
Don't even bring them up. Which we're not going to go into it. But we were talking about the value it had for children. What, do, what does Scooby-Doo have to offer children? Question everything adults tell you. And? And? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Run from motherfuckers that run at you with a hockey mask on. I mean, like, what else do you want? Don't do drugs. Eat frequently. Take, like, take consistent sips of water whenever you're running in a hallucinogen state. <laughs> Candy bars. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta like sit there and eat a eat a Twix while you're running from the police. <laughs> you yeah, know, stay hydrated. <laughs> stay, stay hydrated while you jump that fence. So I mean, wandering around in a van with your buddies, going into creepy places to solve mysteries. I mean, who funds that shit? Like. Then are they getting paid? I don't think they're getting paid. No, I think Fred. I think Fred. Fred is a trust fund baby, and I think that you know he just owns the van because he can. Yeah. And you know his dad owns a dealership. <laughs> My dad owns a dealership. <laughs> and they just travel the country. And his dad has like no communication with him because his son's fucking weird. And so he has no idea that like, you know, he's kidnapped two girls from like, you know, from one from Minnesota and the other one from Colorado. And he's got his like idiot friend that he's had since he was in kindergarten that he's been like, like force feeding drugs since he was 10, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, I know in the newer adventures of uh, Scooby-Doo and friends minus Scrappy, um, instantly less interesting right minus scrappy um isn't like daphne the one that's loaded i know that she's a huge bitch well yeah she's a huge bitch regardless <laughs> that's true she's so stuck up <laughs> i hate her i want her dead no i mean that was just it was just that was all the i had all the um the comeuppance and vindication in the universe whenever i watched the scooby-doo porn yeah, Stephanie yeah. literally taking it in the seat. I was like, finally, finally. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So that's how they get funded. I mean, don't they ever get like, they get lodging anywhere they go, right? And that's like kind of the plot device that's where mystery van. Yeah. You know, I mean, they could sleep in the van. Who wouldn't want to sleep in the van? I mean, probably, probably the people that are now in body bags are in shallow graves. <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh man. So I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> so, so let's move on from Scooby Doo. Um, to be quite honest, I don't know if we could go any any much further on it. What what more do you need to know about Scooby other than that Scooby isn't real? Shaggy's a a, a, a total drug fiend, and Fred is a, a psychotic serial kidnapper, probably a murderer. I mean, not even probably, for sure a murderer. Other than the fact that we're going to make that into a thing. <gasps> what if? What if Fred goes to all these places, and then and then every time they solve a mystery, and like it's always the owner of something that that gets taken away. Fred's dad buys that place. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he's got like this massive conglomeration now of all these different businesses that Fred's forced to go under because he's uh he's taken some poor guy's fetish and used it against him in court. 
<laughs> so he's the he's the prodigal son, uh, wandering off, growing the empire basically. <laughs> yep. Yes, he is trying to keep his Dickies barbecue cup out of sight. No, God dude, damn! It's oh my side this still, time. My sides still hurt from that shit. I'm in space. Do you see me? You're in, in space. No one can hear you, Taco Bell. <laughs> 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 so um did you ever watch wrestling when you were a kid yes did you like wrestling i liked andre the giant yeah was it just because he was in uh what was it the princess bride yeah the princess bride i want to say princess tired but then i'd shoot myself yeah um, i would shoot you too <laughs> no actually it wasn't uh, it was just because he was um he was just an awesome wrestler and and he was an awesome person both in and out and he was like a, a gargantuan behemoth of a man yeah and that was back whenever like wrestling was still like you know more or less real right i mean m- m- leaning more towards like the obviously not real because like you know you can't beat him because he's just like he's like 900 pounds he just like picks you up and just and then just rolls you into a ditch <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah but it was such a big deal when hulk hogan power slammed fucking andre the giant yeah but like according to according to hulk hogan he actually helped him like andre helped him get him up there well yeah he kind of he kind of had to like kind of kind of you know like like all right are you ready to do this <laughs> and i can't sorry going to crush you little man <laughs> remember don't, don't don't straighten your knees <laughs> Yeah, that would have been that would have been the ultimate like oh my god moment whenever like he picks him up and goes to buy some but he like locks his knees you see Hulk Hogan do the protoss of... <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's that, that's funny too because like you they definitely have to practice that beforehand but imagine like I know Goldberg was a big deal on this one because he did his uh, suplex into a power slam thing and they told him. You should pick a different finishing move because there's some fat motherfuckers out there and you might die. Goldberg's pretty big. So he did it on What's-His-Face, the big show. <laughs> and he was See, okay. Now, now I don't know who any of these people are. Well, uh, I mean, I, I, I will I will <laughs> candidly listen. That's okay. But the big show, he was probably about... He probably is about as big as Andre the Giant. So when when you pick him up, and hold him up in the air, and then fucking throw him into a power slam, or a body slam, or whatever. Imagine practicing that. Everything goes okay, but in live production, it doesn't go okay. <laughs> like you were like you weren't uh, limbered up enough, and like you're you just like your spine is just yeah, and you're like uh, <laughs> you're like I can't feel my feet. <laughs> Like I'm just gonna lay yeah, down. You pick now. him. You pick him up. You hear. You hear like this. You hear this pop like over the camera. And he goes, "Fuck, guys, I'm blind. <laughs> guys, I'm blind. <laughs> Where is the ground? <laughs> what is happening? Throws the guy out of the ring. Ah, oh, kills six people. There's only. Uh, I'm sure there's like probably a bunch of uh, incidents where they were able to keep it secret when shit went wrong. But there was one particular incident, and somebody died. Where it went terribly wrong, obviously. Dude, um, give him a break, alright. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, old Owen Hart. Do you remember Owen Hart? Um isn't he the guy that stage dive off of the out of the rafters? Uh he was like he was coming down from the rafters on a string. 
on the string line. Uh-huh. And then it broke, <laughs> and he died. He landed <laughs> on his head. I mean, um, you, uh... Look, look, guys, guys, it's wrestling, you know? <laughs> I mean, you don't gotta do that. You know, no one expects no one expects the rock to be a fucking paratrooper in the middle of the stadium, you know what I'm saying? Well dude, it worked for fucking Lady Gaga at the Super Bowl. And it's unfortunate that her rig worked. So I mean <laughs> That's fucked up. I, I like Lady Gaga. I don't. I wish that she would wear her, her meat suit to the zoo. <laughs> You're a bad person. No, I just would like to see her get ripped limb from limb by a lion. <laughs> I mean, you see all the time, what's his face, uh, Shane McMahon, he's uh, the son of Vince McMahon. I what gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> he's apparently one of the craziest fucking wrestlers out there, because he, he, he always... He grew up, I mean, he grew up in the wrestling community, I mean, you would have to, you would have to have, like, some top-level performance in order to be like, this is my dad. Right. Fuck. I think uh, he's amongst... The few people that have jumped off the fucking Titantron thing 30, 40 feet down to do a somersault onto somebody. That is scary as shit. But it's funny when he does it, he does a little quick <laughs> Father, Son, Holy Ghost. <laughs> yeah. I would too. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a very far drop. <laughs> that's a super far drop. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking... Hey, man, for the great hey, man. Ah! I lived! <laughs> And all the other wrestlers are just like, dude, we get it. You're, you're, you're crazy. You're, you're one of us now. You, you don't gotta do this. He's yeah, like, nah, I, I gotta, like, I gotta. He's gonna be great until he gets to be like, thirty-five, and then he's gonna be like, and he's like, oh, I'm so cool. Pop, pop, and you hear, the and like his knees go shooting out like little basketballs, and start hitting people. He just roll, curls up into a ball and dies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm imagining somebody just I'm so cool. Like <laughs> never mind. Damn it, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's funny, yo. Um When did wrestling become fake for you? When did you like when did it click in your head and be like, Shit ain't real? Um Around the time Jake the Snake was a really big thing. Really? Because I'm like, that man is clearly intoxicated. <laughs> yeah, he was a drunk. I mean, he was like, from wrestling, I'm a snake. I'm here, guys. It throws a bottle into the crowd. Fuck it. Let's do this. S is, uh, this isn't real, is it? <laughs> this guy's just phoning it in. <laughs> yeah, I mean... He's just he's just let himself go. And was it um not the Ultimate Warrior? They're the two brothers. They're all painted up. Legion of Doom. Yeah, they were they were kind of a kind of a dead giveaway. And then the um, but then like I think really the one who really sealed it was was later not later later career, but like uh a few years after Andre uh, Hulk Hogan, mm -hmm. where like he'd be wrestling and like he. He'd start getting the punch, and then he's like, he's getting madder and madder the more you hit him. And I'm like, that guy would be like uh, on the fucking floor. dead. I mean, like, <laughs> this man is equal size to Hulk Hogan. 
if he wasn't, you know, doing the the stupid wrestling punch, I mean, like, and he just flat out hit him, Hulk Hogan would just be like, I'm tough, blah, and then his jaw's like over here, and he's laying on the ground bleeding everywhere. I'm like, this isn't, this isn't a thing. I'm like, it's cool, and it makes for a good show, but let's be real. <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't get hit in the face and just kind of shrug it off. Yeah, um, I think that's probably about the same time I figured it out, too, because... There was this one wrestler named Tatanka. <laughs> he was. Did, did he drive a truck? N- no. He was a, an American Indian and he had feathers on and everything. Oh, so like a, a character you couldn't have now. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but he would like. His thing was a lot like Hulk Hogan's where he would just skip around and do like a war dance <laughs> around the ring as somebody's hitting him. And he's like, nope, I'm doing a war dance, so I'm invincible, so. I got my fucking power up. Like, no, dude. One fucking kick to the face, and you're done. What kind of fighting style is that? I would just want somebody to ankle kick him while he's dancing around. Just trip him. <laughs> just like, yeah, he's like, that's all like, woo, woo, woo. and so just like sweeps the leg, just boop, and he goes like ass over tea kettle and lands on the ground. Like your war dance is stupid. Now get the fuck up. <laughs> right? Are you, are you really like, calling on the power of your Native American gods? Yeah. Yeah, you know? Or like I, the Undertaker when he got all big and stuff. He's the fit style. How <laughs> you like it? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, Undertaker was another one that, like, kind of proved it where he had, like, that unlimited, like, regeneration, if yeah. you will, where, like, it was just he just wouldn't go down. And I'm like, that's cool. And I'm like, I know that's fake as shit. Especially when, like, he used to fight Yokozuna all the time. Uh-huh. And, like, he, he would fight Yokozuna and then he would beat him. And I'm like, let's be real, though. I mean, like, you know, Yokozuna, it, like, he is fucking enormous. And if he so chose, he could just, you know, hit uh, the Undertaker in the chest or stomach and, like, literally just push him up and out of the ring. Just <laughs> bye. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I saw, I saw a, another, another sumo wrestling match, an actual sumo wrestling match where they had a guy that was like 300 pounds and he was an American and he was squaring off against a Yokozuna from Japan and the Yokozuna comes in laying there doing their, their thing. And then the guy runs at him and he, he kind of tries to grab him, but then he backs off and then the Yokozuna comes at him and they went at each other and the Yokozuna literally hits him so hard. I mean, not even in a run, but just, you know, bah! he hits him so hard. He throws him out of the ring and hits the wall and the guy gets knocked unconscious. Yeah. And I'm like, so if this man, if this man decided the Undertaker didn't need to be in that ring anymore, he wouldn't be. It would be like watching a child get slapped around by a bear. And, yes. and I'm like, I just... Look, Undertaker, I love you. I love your story. I love your hat. And right. I love your coat. But if this man decided that you needed to die, you would just he would just fold you up <laughs> like a ball and throw you outside. Yeah, it was- Freaking Yokozuna's finishing move, too. Like, he would drag your ass over to the corner, put his legs up on the second ropes, and just throw all of his body weight onto your chest, all 600 pounds, with his ass. If that actually really happened, yeah, you would not exist from here to here. Your torso would be gone. <laughs> no, I mean, like, he would crush your ribs completely. I mean, like, especially since, like, you know, like, wasn't it, it was like you said, you put, like, he put his feet up, and then, like, he basically went ass straight down into you? Yep. So, like, if he actually did that, 
like yeah. with like you know the the bone point of contact muscle and everything all focused into a single point on your chest he would yeah. i mean your, your sternum would cave yes so I mean, there's just no way i mean uh, that's another one of those like you know ah, wrestling ah, i wanted to believe <laughs> yeah. i clapped i clapped but then i was like ah that's that's dumb <laughs> i mean nowadays it's it's really just a a soap opera <laughs> a drama with really buff guys and some that aren't so buff it it's man soap opera yeah and i'm cool with that i mean a you got to be a good actor b i mean good (laughs) (laughs) good for wrestling Uh, i mean you do well when you act well so i mean other other if you don't act very well then you kind of just fade off into the extras (laughs) you know yeah and yeah uh, like ryan said modern wrestling is very self-aware and that has gotten to the point because i think i think it happened right around the time when the movie the wrestler came out have you ever seen the wrestler mickey mickey rook that was a great movie i love that i, movie. I don't think I've ever, i don't think i've ever actually watched it it's a good movie and it, it basically i think i think i had an idea it was fake but then i watched that movie and it kind of confirmed it for me because it showed how fake it really is but it also showed how much effort and injuries and everything that goes into actually wrestling. Yeah, it's choreographed. Yeah, it's not real punches and shit, but these motherfuckers get hurt all the time. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, so I mean, like, it's not, it's fake in the that there is a script, there's a story, there's a the predetermined, you know, winner and loser. Yeah. It's, it's not fake in the physicality that it takes to actually do it. I mean, like, you know, you, I mean, like, People that are like, you know, like like wrestling isn't re- wrestling isn't a, a real sport because you don't have to be an athlete to be a wrestler. Bullshit. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. If anything, you have to be more of an athlete because you have to have constant control. Yeah, you have to be able and, to pull your punches. <laughs> pull your punches. I mean, like some of these moves, you actually have to like make keep the other person's safety in mind whenever you're throwing them and dropping them and shit. So, I mean, like, you know, do an elbow drop and make sure that you have, like, enough strength to, like, you know, be higher up and, and you know, keep this muscle all tight so, like, you're, like, way up here and you don't literally elbow drop them on the chest because, again, that would probably kill them. Yep. <laughs> I mean, so it's, you know, you there's so much involved in it. I mean, it, just because just because you aren't, like, it's not... Look, I know that I want it to be real, but if you made it real, you would end up with UFC, which I actually find less interesting than than the WWE. Well, yeah, because UFC, for example, um, twenty minutes of sweaty dick budging. Yeah, that's all it is. I mean, if you, it's just like watching any kind of professional kind of uh, esports or card playing, card game playing, or anything like that. Basically, you set your entire game up to be the most efficient based on your skill set and you just get it done and that's fucking boring sometimes sometimes you want to see the the high flying acrobatic shit sometimes you want to throw in the you know um you know just the signature moves the fucking theme song entrances all that shit it's flashy it's awesome <laughs> but in the UFC you want to get the job done and uh, most of the time it's just basically hugging out your opponent until he gives up and that's boring as fuck <laughs> And I mean, like, it, and with the introduction of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, is literally made it the worst thing ever to watch. Oh yeah, it's like thirty minutes of just guys just rolling on the ground, touching no nos together, and I just 
Yeah. I'm just tired of that. I don't want that. That's... I, I get enough of that in my in my off time, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's that's basically why I don't watch anymore. I mean, I, I'll watch boxing because boxing is pretty entertaining. Yeah, I mean, it can be. I mean, except for like that Manny Pacquiao Floyd Mayweather fight, that wasn't entertaining. That was frustrating. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't actually watch that one, but I, I heard it was pretty one sided. I lit- no, it was, I mean, it? it was. Look, I lost my mind in that fight. I I was so fucking angry. Oh my god, oh my god, I was so mad. Yeah, no, actually, I ran and said Brock Lesnar versus Big Show. Um, when he superplexed from the from the top rope of the ring, they hit and collapsed the ring. You know what? That was uh, I actually watched a documentary and that came up. They didn't mean for the ring to collapse. <laughs> it just kind of happened, and they went with it. Yeah, that's actually fucking really impressive then i mean can you imagine can you imagine being either one of those guys and like because you because i imagine that they're probably like there's probably a lot of moments where like they sit there and communicate where they're like you know he goes up to the top rope and then he like goes to the like, from the probably like three two one and then go back and then bam bam and they're probably both laying there and like because you know that, that nobody can hear him they're probably like what the fuck what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> this just happened. What do we do? I don't know. Let's just go with it. Like, what? We just destroyed the ring. I mean, like, the rest of this show is fucking over. I mean, like, we, what do we do? Oh, Scoob. Um, and at that time, I think, uh, maybe it wasn't uh, Brock in the big show. It was, it was somebody else, but basically they communicated to each other, like, what do we do now? And the other guy's like, doesn't get much better than this. Let's just kind of lay here for a while. <laughs> I mean, you can't yeah. do anything else. You're done. Just like, well, let's lay here and wait for the paramedics to come in, and it'll be fine. Yes. There was a there's a there's a funny meme going around, and it's it's not really it's just one guy starting it, but it's kind of it's kind of gaining a lot of speed. Basically, there was this match between the Undertaker and Mankind, Hell in the Cell, <laughs> which is basically a big old fenced-in cell on top of the. Uh, of the ring. They mm-hmm. got up on top of the ring. There was a bunch of thumbtacks in the ring. But they Ew. got on top of the fucking fence, the fenced cage and uh, fucking Undertaker chokeslammed him through the fence into the ring <clears throat> and hit all the thumbtacks. And apparently he, he broke some stuff <laughs> on the way down. I, I bet. <laughs> and then the meme's like, I think everybody is forgetting the fact that man or Undertaker threw mankind off of Hell in a Cell thirty feet uh, into some thumbtacks, and it just kind of detracts from whatever somebody's saying. Like they're making it to be more important than that specific incident. It's funnier when you see it. I can't. Uh-huh. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> I mean, but like, can you imagine? Can you imagine the being the guy where you're like, we want you. To go fight this guy. Caveat is, you have to do it in the air, over a bunch of fucking thumbtacks, and one of you is going to land on all them thumbtacks. And it's like, uh, I mean, so like, much. that sounds awful. Well, <laughs> I mean, like, that was uh, Mick Foley, which is mankind. That was kind of his shtick. He always did the extreme mas- matches. Which is funny because he always looks like he looks like a guy who bought like a leather mask from a from a Halloween store yeah. and, that he just got off of like an office job because like he never looked like 
really fit-ish. He just looked fucking crazy. And he looked, he reminded me of the guy in the basement of Office Space. <laughs> but like with like the leather mask on. This is him like years later after he's lost his fucking marbles. Oh yeah, man. His ass is like 50 pounds of chewed bubble gum. <laughs> oh yeah. Holy dog probably smells like, probably smells like poodoo. <laughs> poodoo. Poodoo. I mean, that, that his finishing move was stupid as hell too. I'm going to shove it in your mouth and you're not going to bite my fucking fingers off. <laughs> they call it, what do they call it? The uh, mandible claw. Well, there's a lot, I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of that kind of shit, though. I mean, like, you know, where, like, where the Undertaker would grab your arm or whatever, and then he'd, like, walk along the, the rope. I mean, like, just kind of, <laughs> like, I know he, I know it's uncomfortable, but just kind of, <laughs> fuck you. And, and just, ah! <laughs> I mean, and you're out, because he's going to let go. He's not going to take you with him. Well, yeah, and he needs you to be honest. He needs yeah, he you needs for you balance. to be like balance. Saw me like I mean, if if anything, would be funnier is to like go under it, hold onto his hand, and then just yank him off back onto the ring. He go like fucking face first, ah, and then just land on top of his head. Probably kill him actually. So maybe we should do. It. He is like eighty. Yeah, no, he he's he's real old. But yeah, Cactus Jack, which is you know also Mick Foley. Back in the day, uh, I think it was EFC Extreme, not EFC, no, Extreme Wrestling or something like that. ECW. I can't remember. I don't have it all memorized. Um, he did a whole bunch of barbed wire instead of ropes matches. Oh. Where they had like two That's by fours wrapped with barbed wire and thumbtacks and all that shit. Backyard wrestling. Backyard wrestling. There you go. Um, they actually showed that in uh, the movie The Wrestler as well. Basically, Mickey Rourke was broke. He needed money for rent. Somebody suggested, hey, we can do a uh, an extreme match. And he's like, dude, I, I don't know about that. He's like, come on. You need the money. By the end of the match, he's covered in fucking glass and thumbtacks and like bleeding all over. And somebody hands him an envelope full of money. It's like a couple grand. And he's like, cool. Now stitch me up, bro. <laughs> Cool, now take all this money back and get me a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. That's pretty much, I mean, it, I don't think that if they're, it, so I guess like if that scene was like all by that, just by that one scene of him being covered in broken glass thumbtacks and bleeding everywhere, and then, you know, being given a little bit of money that he's going to have to immediately give away. <laughs> I don't think there's anything that's any, a better description of, of uh, medical insurance. <laughs> right. Like I went through hell for this. Here you go. <laughs> Take it back and now make me feel better. Damn Obama. Need that Obamacare. Yeah, thanks, Obama. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, th- I think that's good with wrestling. I don't know. Do you have anything else to add? Not, not particularly. I mean, like, I'm not a huge wrestling fan normally. So, I mean... I mean, I'm I, not... I don't keep up with it. I do think that it's interesting. I think that it's cool. I think that it has produced some of the most fantastic individuals mm-hmm. uh, that have done a lot of good. It's also some very strange fucking people who haven't. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and and definitely uh, it's led to a lot of extreme performance art, I guess, that, that a lot of people can aspire to. And I like that it creates, it creates larger than life characters, especially for kids that they can really look up to like you know early hulk hogan john cena um drawn blanks xavier woods speaking of uh john cena 
He currently holds a world record for yeah. most wishes granted by the Make-A-Wish Foundation. He is killing it for Make-A-Wish Foundation and donations and charities. And I mean, like, I think that guy probably spends more time doing charities than he probably spends actually in the ring. Yeah, he's not in the ring very much anymore, but he's still doing the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I think it's fantastic. I mean, like, he does all these cool little, like, you know, like, infomercials and commercials and, and stuff promoting uh, good things and, and like, be, being everywhere and being making, like, a, a, lo- a really positive impact. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, dude. John Cena seal of approval. Even though, like, I'm a lot more of an Undertaker kind of guy, but... Yeah, I'm more of a Stone Cold kind of guy. Yeah, because, like, he shotguns beer all the time. What's that supposed to mean, Frank? That means you're a fucking alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was clear. It's fucked up. I am not an alcoholic. Alcoholics go to meetings. <laughs> right? <laughs> I can quit anytime I want. No, I think uh, as far as... Uh... It's John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> I love the one that what was it the was it cricket did the did the commercial with John Cena and they they the, had the little kid and all these other people that the little kid was the funniest where where they were like trying to do their best like John Cena introduction or whatever yeah. and then he like ripped through the paper and it was John Cena they had like the mariachi band with him <laughs> <laughs> that shit the fucking the fucking mariachi band killed me I thought John Cena was cool then the mariachi guys came out and I'm like <laughs> what. See, I would be perfectly fine with a mariachi band following me wherever I went. Yeah, I bet. I don't know what you're implying over there, Frank, but you know what? <laughs> it's more along the line, so I can do my... <laughs> I can do the classic, baby, come back. <laughs> <laughs> baby, come back. <laughs> you can blame it all on me. <laughs> <laughs> what you want me to play yeah <laughs> no I, I, I'm more of a <laughs> yeah. stone cold guy mainly because it it's funny uh, yeah I know I did Ryan it's funny that uh, he was made to be a heel and in the in the wrestling world in you know behind the scenes you got your heels and you got your baby faces your heels are the bad guys, baby faces are the good guys. But he was pushed to be a heel when he won uh, the King of the Ring against Jake the Snake. Basically, basically Jake the Snake was phasing out because he's an alcoholic. He's and an he's alcoholic old. and he's old. <laughs> like literally, all the good reason to phase him out. Yeah, no, that's exactly why they wanted to phase him out. But at the same time, like he was a. Uh, quoting Bible scripture, you know, in his promo videos and saying, you know, by the strength of the Lord, I'm going to cut you down, Stone Cold Steve Austin. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) And then Steve Austin beats his ass in the ring and then walks over to the whole section where they have the king of the ring and the throne and they're putting his crown on and everything. And Steve Austin is talking so much shit. He's like, you were talking all that noise with your Bible thumping and your John 3.16. Fuck all that. He's like, <laughs> he's like Austin 3.16 says, I just whipped your ass. And that was supposed to piss everybody off. But it didn't. It did the exact opposite. 
and everyone got fired the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, and he became the most popular character for a long time. I mean, he was on par with uh, The Rock for the longest time. Those were the two biggest uh, superstars. But, I mean, they were there for years. He, he, was a, he was a mainstay for people that, I mean, I always used to see, like, the Austin 316 on the back of, like, muddy trucks, and the, <laughs> had a, they had a bed full of PBR and a Confederate <laughs> flag in the window, and they're like, Stokel Steve Austin's my man. I'm like, <laughs> out of glowing endorsement. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, too, because... If you don't know, he actually has a podcast. Does he really? He does. It's not bad, but he uh, does. Today I drank uh, <laughs> four thirty packs and and chose not to to beat women today. <laughs> <laughs> no, what if what if we want him on a, as an interview on the show? You can't. That, that would be fucking awkward. No, nah, he would rip us a new one. <laughs> I kind of doubt that. <laughs> no, um, he stopped drinking because he. Well, gee, I mean, you know, when you when you when your opening thing is to shotgun two beers at a time, you may want to scale it back. Well, he didn't stop drinking. He he did scale it back because he he knows, you know, he he's got problems. <laughs> he's like, you know what? I uh, got hurt a lot in the ring. My knees are all jacked up all the time, and I had to take a lot of pain pills. And pain pills plus liquor is bad. <laughs> Brian, I fucking love those videos. I actually have seen the, seen that the tasty fancy drinks of Stone Cold. I f- I was fucking rolling. I know that's such a good video. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is this? An apple teeny? <laughs> this is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I always I, wanted to see. I always wanted to see the Undertaker do something like like something like that some like kind of like extra extracurricular stuff mm-hmm. but he never does i mean i imagine it's in his contract because he has to be like you know he i guess he's like you know he he's the because he hasn't lost in like fucking like 10 or 15 years or whatever he's that penultimate force and i guess that's what makes him really kind of cool is yeah. that like you know that it, like you hear the bong bong you're like well fuck no he did lose one time and it was did unscripted he? <laughs> really it was unscripted really uh well he didn't know about it but it was scripted um it was against brock lesnar oh that's disappointing it's very disappointing because he was supposed to yeah you're exactly right he was supposed to be unbeatable and you know when he's coming for you you're pretty much fucked kind of deal you cannot stop death but um he did do one thing extracurricular not too long ago. I think it was on the Jimmy Fallon show, or maybe it was Conan. But he uh, tombstone pile drivered uh, a man dressed up in a chicken suit. Oh right, that's right. Oh, I saw that. I actually saw that. Wasn't that like they they sent like it was like a tweet like weird yeah like like like, like wouldn't it be funny to see and then like they're like yeah that sounds good and they they actually brought him out. I think it was Conan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that shit was amazing. But I mean, like, you know, like, I never see him, like, because you see, like, John Cena does movies badly. Mm-hmm. You know, The Rock does movies badly. And, you know, like, I, I even, like, a bad movie would be interesting to see The Undertaker he, in. He did do a bad movie with Hulk Hogan. What was it? Suburban Commando. Shut the fuck up. He was in Suburban Commando? Yeah, no. dude, he's the one that said, he? Really? he said, 
You're a dead man, Ramsey. <laughs> no, stop. Was that fucking really him? That was okay, him. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I've got to see this now. Oh my god, I, I can't believe that. Uh, <laughs> I love that movie, too. That was one of my favorite fucking movies when I was a kid. Oh, oh, man. oh my god, that is him. <laughs> oh man, when he said that line, so good. <laughs> Actually, I don't even think that was his voice. Well, no, I can't imagine it is. <laughs> I fucking love this movie. Oh my god, I didn't know that was him. That's funny. Okay. Was he in Doom, really Brandon? I didn't know. Was he? I didn't watch The Marine, but I did watch Doom. Terrible movie. He was in The way. Marine? No way, was he? Well, I didn't see him. <laughs> Because uh, I, 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 well, like when he's not, I guess like when he's not in character, like I just don't recognize him. Oh yeah, because he doesn't have the makeup on or the big old trench or whatever. Yeah. Oh, the Rock was in Doom. Yeah. I know that much. He he way overacted in that movie, but the director oh, probably told him to. It was fucking terrible. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're saying like, are you talking? Are we just talking about like, are we are we just talking like um, wrestlers and movies? Because John's the the Marine. But John Cena was fucking garbage. And my dad loves that goddamn movie because <laughs> of the guy who played T-1000 in the Terminator movies being in it. And there's this fucking scene. Oh, God damn this movie where they're driving and John Cena is behind him and they're shooting at him. And the, the guy who plays T-1000 is the big bad guy. And he's driving and he's in front and he's driving and they're shooting at, at John Cena. And they go, God, we can't stop this guy. What is he, the fucking Terminator? And then the T-1000 looks in the rearview mirror and it goes, Judun. And I was like, stop it. Oh, my God. I would stop leave. It. I would leave. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, did I? <laughs> God damn it, this movie. <laughs> and and like, the, I mean, like every every WWE-ish movie has been dreadful, but it's always been I'm hesitant to say fantastically dreadful where it's like you're watching it and you're like, this movie's fucking stupid. But then you're like, but it is pretty funny. I mean, like, because you can't take it seriously. Like there's never been like a moment where like, you know, ex wrestler in, in this movie is going to be up for some kind of an award. You know, it's always like, you know, the, the rock did the Scorpion King movies, which were, you know, super tongue tongue and cheap, stupid. Yeah. Uh, the Marine. Um, I think at one point it like the, the, I think the filmmakers were like, we're going to make this really, really interesting. We're going to try to make it a really good um, kidnapping, take an action kind of story. Yeah. And then at one point, I think they kind of stopped and went, ah, what do we do? You know, <laughs> probably stupid. This let's just, let's just roll with it being retarded. And then they, <laughs> then they treated it like it was a, like a, like, like a wrestling thing. And then it was, then the movie felt like if, I mean, it was still fucking dumb, but I also don't like wrestling. So take that with a grain of salt. But then, you know, it, it felt more amusing than the first half where it felt like they were trying really hard to be like dark and gritty and it was just kind of like eh, stilted acting and it's lame. <laughs> yeah, and that's true. I, I did watch The Longest Yard, Brandon. Um, it was a pretty decent movie. but I, I, mean, I actually like that movie. It, was, it wasn't bad. I preferred Terry Crews over anybody else in that movie, though. <laughs> I um, I hate Adam Sandler with a passion. I think he, he makes the worst movies in creation and he, you can see in his dark soulless eyes that every time that he picks up a title to do, he's going to ruin it no matter what he does. Of course he doesn't care so, anymore. He's still living off that fucking happy Gilmore money. And whenever, yeah, that's like the only movie that I was like, yeah, that's like pretty funny. <laughs> uh, but then when he was going to do the longest yard, I was like, what? 
<laughs> Remake a good movie? Are you fucking kidding me? At least it still had Burt Reynolds in it. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I mean, like, he shouldn't have been in it. I mean, like, yeah. I think that Burt Reynolds probably spent a lot of time in that movie being like, yeah, I ain't going to fucking be in this movie. <laughs> you know that I was a real actor? What the fuck are we doing here? What is this? Yeah. <laughs> muscle, music, muscle, music. Ah! <laughs> What was that one movie uh, with Kane? I can't remember what it was. Uh, See No Evil? Yeah. That was garbage, uh, too, wasn't it? It was terrible, but it was a gorgasm, so it it passed in my book. Okay. <laughs> I never watched it. It looked like bad. They, like, you, they, they could, like, okay, so, like, if you take, like, a movie, if you take, like, somebody like Kane, you know, you know he can't act, but he can be very physical. Sure. Perfect for this role, because he didn't fucking talk. He yeah. just killed. That's wonderful. So, like, if you took, like, if you took an actor or like a WWE star, so let's say Mankind because this fits the Brad's Valley, and they redo like another, like a third installment of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. and he can play Leatherface, perfect. Fantastic movie. It'll be great. Just make, you know, cut some teenagers up and then, you know, hang them up like meat, and it'll be wonderful. Well, yeah, but you got to understand there's, there's two different types of, two different types of wrestlers, ones that are good on the mic and ones that are good in the ring. Sometimes those two collide, and you get somebody like Chris Jericho, um, who is good on the mic and good in the ring. Mankind was always good on the mic to a degree, but then got slightly annoying because he started whining about shit. He's always annoying. They've always been annoying, but I mean, you know, that's normal. <laughs> Santa's sleigh. Is that legit a thing? Right. I, I believe it would be. The sad part is that like, you could probably just put like two words together and tell me it, there was a, it was a wrestling movie, and I'd probably believe you. <sighs> the cell phone kill where you. Sh- I don't recall, uh. to be honest. I do wish that we could have an Adam Sandler movie where he didn't talk, or just didn't. Didn't do another movie ever. Maybe he can play Leatherface. Maybe, maybe he can play like one of the, the 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 producers, and then he can set himself on fire and apologize for all the bad movies he's made. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was doing it for an easy buck, and I wanted a vacation in this area. So that that was like that was how I felt about uh, episode three. Whenever set on fire. That again, you dropped out. I said that's how I felt about episode three. Whenever uh, George Lucas set Hayden Christensen on fire, it was like an apology to for the the rest of the the beginning of that movie up to that point, and for episode two. I'm so sorry for what I did. Let's just watch this guy burn for a while, dude. You know, <laughs> he's not sorry. <laughs> no, I know, but I mean, the, I took it as an apology. Because I just enjoyed watching him burn for like about a good five minutes. <laughs> All right. Before we move on to Batman, let's. Un momento, por favor. Let's do a quick uh, promo. Pixels was literally the worst garbage on the planet. That's an awful movie. I mean, it was it was it was a it was just a fucking mess from start to finish. I didn't even watch it, but I knew it was gonna be bad. 
I refuse, especially because I saw what's his face in it. Uh oh, Tyrion. Yeah. And he's he, not a very good actor. No, he's not. He was shitty in X Men as well. <laughs> yeah, but he had fantastic toupee. <laughs> Why aren't we picking anything up from YouTube anymore? Damn it! Sorry, Brandon. Um. So Blueberry uh, is our affiliate as of right now. Blueberry. That's Blueberry without the E's. Um, they host podcasts. So if you're interested in getting involved in podcasting, go with them. Uh, it's blueberry.com. Use promo code DASTARDLY. They'll give you one month of free hosting, which it's like a $30 value because, I mean, we pay shit tons of money for our hosting on SoundCloud. I kind of wish we went with Blueberry instead, but didn't know they existed until we became an affiliate with them. So um, they got a lot of cool features for podcasts. Uh, they are pretty much made just for podcasting, and they can get you hooked up with a bunch of different uh, networks uh, to help spread the word of your podcast. So check them out, Blueberry.com. That's Blueberry without the E's. Promo code DASTARDLY. DASTARDLY. Whoa, whoa. What happened there? <laughs> One of the paintings on my wall fell down. Oh, my heart. I oh, didn't... my heart. <laughs> you poor guy. No, I did not buy the DDR pad, Brandon. I'm broke. Um, broke is but... a joke. <laughs> but anywho, um, so Batman. I know it's kind of a vague topic, but we're going to talk a lot about Batman. What was your favorite Batman movie, Frank? Probably The Dark Knight. Good choice. Good choice. I, I don't I don't know that I mean like I don't know that there's anything else that like I could really like think of right off to the top of my head that uh, of all the movies. I mean like Batman Returns was okay because Michelle Pfeiffer was like unbelievably fucking attractive. And um Danny DeVito just absolutely murdered it as yeah. the penguin. He was fucking unbelievably good. And then, uh, but the rest of the movie was garbage. Yeah. I, I strongly disagree, Brandon. I actually thought that I actually fucking hate the original Batman. <laughs> I think Michael Keaton's Batman was, 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 well, I mean, like all the, the pre, what is it, Nolan movies? Yeah. Were, were all severely, uh, I, I guess like almost like a, a, a lambasting character assassination of Batman. So like, especially the first one was, was one of the worst examples of that. And Michael Keaton's Batman was just terrible. Did you, <laughs> did you enjoy it when it came out? Like, I mean, I know it's kind of dated itself, but I was, a, I was a, I was a kid, a young, and I didn't realize that Batman was literally killing everyone. <laughs> so, I mean, like, uh, I mean, as a kid, yeah, I thought it was fantastic because I'm like, you know, I see Batman, Batman, I see Joker, Joker, well, he's scary, but Batman. So, you know, it's going to be good. And my, my dad is into Batman, so therefore I was into Batman. And, uh, you know, I, it, was a, it was a thing that he and I could share together, and I, therefore I liked it. But then growing up, even like, you know, the months following watching Batman for the first time and then reading the comics and then learning more about Batman, I was like, uh, this isn't really like Batman like at all yeah the four foot the four foot fucking gun was fantastic pistol <laughs> pistol pistol rifle yeah that was stupid as hell 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it, it, it didn't make... It, I mean, like, going back and watching the movie again, it makes fucking no sense. I mean, like, because, you know, I realized that he had the handgun and it had the long barrel, but, like, you know, just because it has a super long barrel doesn't mean that it fires a more powerful round. Sorry. Like, yeah. And, I... and, 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 and the fucking Batwing, A, he would have had to hit the Batwing while it was moving, which is very unlikely all by itself. B... The thing was already armored, so then like he had to hit it and actually have to take a fucking wing off of it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, wow, what the fuck is he shooting with? Like depleted uranium sabo rounds with an exploding. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. I mean, like, especially not that gun. I mean, like the 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 entrance on the barrel looked like at best it was a thirty-eight. So yeah. I mean, there's no way. I mean, but, but that's that's nitpicking the shit of the movie. And you know, going back, Batman just fucking killing everybody which is my principal complaint that i have in um what, what the fuck was it the the superman the batman versus superman movie it's the yeah. same fucking problem i have with that one yeah I, I think movies especially when it comes to superheroes have changed drastically over the years because of what people can get can get away with and what people are expecting at this point i mean back in the day when you had the original batman it was it was dark for its time and I, I really loved it as a kid, but yeah, going back and watching it, it's like, what the fuck is this? But, I mean, Tim Burton directed that, and... And he didn't know anything about Batman. No. I he... mean, like, he went into it not knowing a fucking thing. So, I mean, it's like, you know, if it, it, like, now, it's like there's an expectation for superhero movies that's been set by Marvel, where, like, you can be loyal to the source material, yeah. and you can actually follow a story, that that is you know set in the source material or at least pulls close enough to it that it's believable uh, for for what it is and to not try to like you know uh, Nolan went with the the super realism which right. was good in in Begins and The Dark Knight and then to a lesser degree in um, uh, Rising and uh, but then like all the the movies post that it, it's just it's seriously bit the shit out of DC's movies. Yeah. nonstop i mean like they cannot make a fucking movie to save their lives all of them are garbage like after i mean rising was really pushing the envelope on being shitty and then uh but you know the uh batman versus superman was 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 fucking garbage it was like one of the worst movies i've ever seen um the the suicide squad was was actually worse shockingly um and i'm drawing a blank on all the other ones that they've done since then uh have they Oh, Man of Steel was was good for a bit, but then it got fucking stupid. And then they then again, they broke character on it again. And, and I was like, why do you do that? I mean, the hardest thing that you can have in in any movie or production is storyboarding. So yeah. even if like you decided that you're like, you know, we're just going to straight up rip one of the comics and make it into a movie, into a live action adaptation. The storyboard is fucking done. Copy and paste. This rip this done. I mean, just take it to the director and slap that shit on the table and be like, do that. <laughs> and I mean, like, <laughs> do this thing. I mean, do this. Like, I mean, it's like I, I, I spent like, you know, I'm in the movie theater watching it going like where I was watching um. Uh, Bam, Batman, uh, Superman versus Batman, or Batman versus Superman. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I mean, like, this is a mishmash of a whole bunch of other stupid fucking stories that are great stories that are being made stupid by shit acting, shit directing, uh, a terrible color scheme that seemed to like kind of be vague on like you know charcoal gray urine, 
and, and it was just oh god oh the whole fucking thing was just so bad what's funny because oh, they tried to do that with the killing joke and they did a very good job for the killing joke and not the fucking prologue that came along with it we're um, we're yeah we're 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 uh, Batgirl and Batman start fucking yeah I I spent I I seriously was like what the fuck yeah they they just threw that in because they're like man Killing Joke is a pretty short comic um we need to add some substance to it to make it a full length feature let's throw in some side note with uh Batgirl yeah. Okay. So Ryan, Ryan, and Brandon are both talking about the same thing. Yeah. Where where we had uh, Jim Carrey uh, play the Riddler in Batman Forever was really good. He played the Riddler very well. And and uh, Tommy Lee Jones didn't play a really good Two Face, but he still had an enjoyable time in the in the movie. Uh, it was still a. I mean, like you know, I have watched in the years since because my dad loves bad movies, and we watched it, and I was like, wow, this movie is fucking terrible and uh you know chris o'donnell uh was you know just cold diary in a dixie cup <laughs> and i kind of wish that he had fallen from the high trapeze irl and had not made it down uh because that would have made the movie much better and more entertaining for me he was way too goofy oh, don't way too me. goofy for for uh for being being two-faced but i mean like at the same time it's like how can you not be whenever you look at the script and you look at the 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 color and you look at the setting and it's like how can you not be anything other than goofy especially since that like you know you, you have you have two-face being played by tommy lee jones and otherwise like you know even whenever he does comedy it's very dry but then you have uh you have the uh the riddler being played by jim carrey where he he just goes batshit nuts on everything you know, being like a super powerhouse of like random comedy. So then it's like, do you do you be the straight man? Apparently the answer from this director was no, you don't. You try to match or or supersede in his in his comedicness. And that was a terrible fucking choice. Yeah. Absolutely. I was ah, oh, the movie was fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean I, I get it where like you want to harness some sort of essence of that character. I mean, you look at what, um, God damn it. What was his name? He played the Joker in Dark Knight. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. You look at what he did to prepare for that role, and that's what ended up killing him. He, uh, locked himself in a hotel room, a really seedy hotel room in New York for like six months, he isolated himself from everybody to try and get himself as deranged as the Joker. And, you know, he was taking psych psychotic drugs from uh, his doctor at the time, and I think he overdosed, and that's what ended up killing him. But you look at you look at somebody trying to, like, what, what's that called? Um, method acting. Method acting, mm -hmm. right. You look at somebody doing that, getting their own version, but also getting a feel for what the character would be going through so you can actually live it. And then you get somebody like, hmm, I, I could take that character from that comic and throw a, throw a dash of Nicholson on it, or, you know, this, that, and the other. And Like, no, dude, it was written as a character as it is because that's the way the character's supposed to be. Don't fucking put a spin on it. <laughs> this isn't, that's a completely different story then. So then if we're going to talk about that, <laughs> let's talk about Jared Leto. 
Oh, no. You opened this door. <laughs> Jared Leto is the worst fucking Joker ever. I think that's exactly what he did. Ever. As he's like, let's put a spin on this one. Let's put some tattoos on and get the uh, Emperor Palpatine laugh going on. <laughs> I have... I fucking God, man. I mean, like, and they're like, he's so butthurt because they cut out, you know, they cut enough footage to have an entire Joker movie. Good. I'm glad they cut it out because you're fucking terrible. I mean, you are literally the biggest piece of shit on the planet. I mean, like, I, if you can't fucking do it, don't, you know, I mean, like he, I just wish I could have been in the room whenever he came in and all, all like being fucking retarded and then he's like, he's like, like I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play the Joker. Eh, 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 eh. And then I wanted the director to be like, I wanted to see the look on the director's face, and he's like, he's like, that's our guy. And then just <laughs> fucking slap him right in the face. Look, that's the same director that said, What's that's wrong our, with you? <laughs> that's our guy. To everybody else in the cast, I mean, the everybody was garbage. That was the worst casting. I mean, like fucking every every person in that was horrible they they there nobody was true to any character any of them right not a single fucking one and, and i'm like i'm like your scripting was bad your casting was bad your story is fucking stupid it makes absolutely no sense and i'm like what is this movie i paid to come here because i took my dad because we're, we go watch comic book movies together and my dad and i were both like this should, should, ever... should should we leave because i i uh I would literally rather go get a lower GI than uh, watch this movie. <laughs> I would like to have a camera actually shoved up my rectum than sit through this movie any longer. It was it was pretty pretty weak. Uh, I mean, like, that's, like yeah, that's a, that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> if if uh, the only redeeming quality of your cast is Will Smith, there's something wrong. Yeah. No, Lita was a joke. He, see, the thing I loved about the thing I loved about uh, Heath Ledger's Joker is he didn't try to to imitate anyone. He he really kind of like went with his own thing, and, and that's what made it so fantastic. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't so much an interpretation via previous iterations of the character. It was something wholly unique. It was something that was like you know he he's not. Uh, he's not Nicholson, and he's he's not the 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 1960s Joker. He was his own Joker in a more realistic, more gritty environment. He was a perfect uh, a perfect reflection of of Nolan's overarching picture of what the characters should be like. Yeah, and and Ledger just absolutely killed it. Then to have the director in this DC universe or or the DC people at large. I mean, I don't know if it's just the director be like we want the joker to be part of suicide squad and I, and I get it because there's an animated movie called assault assault on arkham and even in the comic there's assault on arkham and joker was part of it i get it fine whatever but then you have to take into consideration that the immediate comparison is going to be between the new joker and heath ledger and that is a mighty fine pair of fucking boots that you got to try to fill Sure. I mean, it is going to be an absolute. You, he would have to just kill it. And I remember, I remember whenever someone said that Jared Leto was going to play the Joker, and I didn't know who the fuck he was, and so I had to go look him up. And he is literally almost no movie I've seen. 
So I was like, I am uncomfortable with this idea at best. But that being said, I did say that I wasn't really comfortable with the idea of Ledger being uh, the Joker because the only movies I had seen him in were like A Knight's Tale or romantic comedy movies. And he just destroyed it. It was the best. And, and he was fucking phenomenal. So I was like, maybe Leto will be okay. Nope. Nope. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I, I actually thought... Jared Leto was going to play a really good Joker because of the roles he's been in. He's been in a couple uh, roles where he just, just knocks out of the park. He's great in Lord of War. He's great in Requiem for a Dream. Um, but nothing like this where you're playing an over-the-top like psychopath. Right. And it, I don't know. It, it seemed like maybe it wasn't just him because everything in that movie was like it was like they were thinking about the merchandise first. Like, oh, how it was it... like it was like an action figure brand line. Yeah, you know, and like you know that like whenever they deci decided to design Harley Quinn the way that they did, they were just when they looked at her outfit, they they had it drawn up. They were like, okay, make sure that before this movie comes out, we start really producing stuff that you have X amount of of uh, blue and red booty shorts, X amount of Days Little Monster midriff cut T-shirts, X amount of little uh, where the fuck jacket that was, those kind of boots. I mean, like and the little bat and all that kind of shit. You know, I mean, that's almost. I can almost guarantee you that that's where they're trying to make all their money back. It's almost like they knew that the movie was going to be so shitty that it's going to be the only way they're going to do it. And they repeatedly just like showed off Margot Ro uh, Robbie 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 Robbie's ass constantly yeah. to be like you know Moon come watch this movie Moon come watch this movie and I'm like that if that's what you need to do to try to get people in the theater I you've you fucking failed yeah you I failed can, miserably I can and, jump on the internet and watch porn all day long I don't need to go to yeah. movie theater to see that shit and you, the the characters. Were, uh, were just unfathomable to me. I mean, like, you had some... some. I mean, you had lower-tier gallery of rogues from Batman in there, for sure. Yeah. And and the only reason why I feel comfortable talking about that we're talking about the subject of Batman is because Batman is... It, Batman by himself is so over the top and so, like, ultimately such a, a powerful force that he's defined by his enemies. So we can talk about that. Sure. So, but then you have... So you had, like, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, and then... They put Killer Croc in there as part of the Suicide Squad, which he never was. So I was kind of like, uh, uh. he was fucking terrible. He was terrible in that movie. And and it made no sense that Killer Croc would be in there to me because I mean, they had King Shark was one of the first ones. Um, they had King Shark in there as one of the first uh, Suicide Squatters. Then uh, I prefer the goddamn Batman, actually. Uh, first. Swear to me, <laughs> swear to me. <laughs> he um, but then like well, so with Deadshot, you know, when they said you know Will Smith's gonna play Deadshot, I'm like, oh no, why? <laughs> this man actually thinks he can have a dramatic acting career. <laughs> I mean, fuck, why? I mean, and then and then like I watched the movie and he was like, and he was like. like Oh hell no, y'all! I was like, <sighs> "Oh no, you did!" <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" Like, "Oh, you guys are crazy!" I was like, "Stop it! You are not in fucking <laughs> Bel Air. You don't have those ridiculous parachute pants, and you're not—you're not even a fucking actor. So stop it!" 
Oh, oh God. Frank he made is, me so angry. Frank is bringing out his inner Lewis Black. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so bad. I mean, it, it it's stupid when when they're they're like, we need to get somebody to sell this movie. Let's put a big name in here. And then it's like they got a Rolodex and be like, who's not presently in the movie? Boom, Will Smith. He'll do any garbage. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, he was or he wasn't in the second uh, Independence Day because he wanted too much money, I think. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I love Doctor Strange. I thought it was a great fucking movie. I actually don't think that Marvel's really made a movie that I thought was terrible yet. Um, yeah. I cannot I cannot I cannot presently think of one. Marvel is absolutely murdering it uh where it comes to uh making actual movies the the dc universe it's weird dc makes cartoon like animated movies like you wouldn't believe they're fantastic because they're almost complete like um iterations of the of the of the comics so just they're just interpolated into being animated and, and it makes it wonderful uh but then like marvel makes like the actual blockbusters and they make it make sense in the greater marvel universe i'm like that's fucking awesome yeah. Okay. So here's a here's a difference though, Ryan, is that whenever the it looked good and to me it was good, but I also have like a lot of I I've read a lot of the Doctor Strange comics and it fed like along along the lines of the comics very well. And the uh, uh, Benedict Cumberpatch uh, really dealt Stephen Strange very well. Uh, the growth of the character was paced enough to where it's not. Doctor Strange isn't Captain America. He's not a he's not an action hero. He's not he's not super physical. Uh, he's not the Hulk where he's like this unbelievable like powerful force. He's just he he's the I mean, he's a sorcerer supreme. He's a so wizard. I mean that, that in, yeah he's a wizard that involves him like solving problems and being and being very intellectual, which doesn't really lend it to being a, a super heavy duty action movie. Which I think is what turned a lot of people off because. You know, you go from you go from like Age of Ultron and then the you know Civil War and then um, the Iron Man movies where everything's very flash, boom, bang, explosions, yelling, and then you have Doctor Strange where there was a lot of you know trying to figure out what you know the 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 enemy is doing, and and then finally the confrontation, which was I can't do anything about this except for really piss you the fuck off. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think that I think that as far as the the source material goes, it was very, very dedicated and very reflective of the source material. Sure. Getting back on a Batman. Um, what Oof, do you... that'd be terrible. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix is Dr. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the uh, best ad adaptation of Batman was like a uh, movie or um, cartoon? I mean, Kevin Conroy, Kevin Conroy's Batman. Um, it, okay, so now I can say Kevin Conroy's Batman, and I'm not just talking about the voice. I mean, because he, Kevin Conroy's Batman is reflexive in, in everything that he has done and have been a part of with Batman. It's basically the same Batman. So then, like, you, you, you have Batman in the animated movies where Kevin Conroy plays him, and the animated TV series, and in the Arkham games yeah. where he played Batman. He basically plays the same Batman. And, and that that interpretation of Batman is the most accurate mm -hmm. where, where he is the, he's the stern watcher and he, he's absolutely, he breaks no room for argument. You've broken the law. You go to jail. I mean, there to, to Batman. That was, that was it. 
you know, there, there was dude. no, there was no gray area for Batman. Yeah. And, and he, even though, which was always something I always found interesting about Batman is that makes him a super anomaly because that means that Batman himself operates in a moral gray area right? in order to, to make, yeah, yeah. In order to make sure that people don't operate inside of a moral gray area, which is why he always hated other vigilantes. And I well, was always spent a lot of time being like, but, but you, <laughs> but you know, you do the same thing. I'm just saying kind of hypocritical, super hypocritical. But I mean, like that's the enigma of Batman, but that, you know, he, he's got that obsessive, obsessive justice. And the, the thing I love about Conroy is that he really voiced Bruce Wayne and Batman completely different. Right. Whereas like in the, in the other movies, it was like, you know, okay. Versus the, the, the throaty, asthmatic batman of christian bell swear to me <laughs> like okay now okay to, to be fair he did voice him completely differently but i wish that he didn't sound like an idiot right um but i always felt like you know so let's say michael keaton's batman michael keaton was batman and then he was bruce wayne but he was just batman minus suit right he was <laughs> batman yeah. because you know michael keaton can't act and then uh all the other Batmans were the fucking same. Like George Clooney was Bruce Wayne and he was Batman, but he was just bat. He was just, you know, Bruce Wayne with the suit on. Right. He had the same attitude, same voice, same everything. Kevin Conroy, his, his voice changes, his attitude changes, every inflection of every word that he uses changes. And it, it just, it, he always has the, and the material that he's in is closer to the closer in faith to the source material of Batman. So then, you know, that, that helps get over the, the stigma of like you know why did they do that oh yeah that and <laughs> one of the one of the things that they they kind of leave out a lot in the movies and they kind of touched on it a little bit in the dark knight trilogy but first and foremost batman is a detective absolutely and then he's a kung fu fighter like like he 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 investigates crime scenes and gathers intel and this that and the other that's what that's what he was all about I mean, in the original yeah. comics, and then right. the fighting came after, just for you know dramatic tension and shit. But you don't see that much in the movies. I mean, he's always driving his tumbler or his Batmobile around, kicking ass. And you, you saw it one time in, in the Dark Knight when, uh, right after, uh, or no, right before the mayor got shot. Yeah. Uh, when he's analyzing that brick with the bullet hole on it and stuff. That was pretty cool, but, I mean, using super modern technology and stuff. But he even did that in old comics as well. Just technology he created out of nowhere. Um, him or what? Miss Lucius Fox, is that his name? Uh, Lucius Fox came in a lot later. Uh, yeah. Early early on, it was all Bruce Wayne just ordering. He would, because uh, he, he was hyper-intelligent, he would order all these parts. He'd order it in parts, and then he'd assemble it in the Batcave. Yeah, like Legos. Yeah, which makes sense because like everything has uh, his logo feces smeared all over. <laughs> you know what would really make this uh, this boomerang great? Bat symbol. I mean, that I always felt like there's a there's a lot of uh, narcissism in Batman because yeah. everything has a symbol on it. I mean, like you, I imagine that in the secret quiet of both the Batcave and probably his house. Uh, he probably spends a lot of time in his suit in front of the mirror going, I'm Batman. 
I'm Batman. I mean, wouldn't you? I'm Batman. <laughs> I know I would. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I imagine he had have to like carve all the little bat symbols and stuff himself and have to do it now because you imagine ordering it and be like, I need 45 bat symboled things. And the, 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 after a while, somebody would be like, do you think this guy might be Batman? <laughs> I think he might. He orders, a, he orders a lot of these little bad things. <laughs> Maybe it's just a copycat. <laughs> um, I haven't seen the new Lego Batman movie. Um, I've heard really good things about it. Um, I know he was really funny in the Lego movie. Real confession. I actually hated the Lego movie. I sat through that movie and I didn't smile or laugh. Because you're dead inside. I, I literally was waiting for the movie to be interesting and it just never came. I mean, I, it's funny because like a lot of a lot of people that I know told me I need to drop everything I know or drop everything I'm doing and then go watch Lego movie. And I, and I seriously sat there and I watched it and I'm like, this that's that's an hour and a half of my life I can't have back. And and I was just that was not that was not a thing for me. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's why like now I like, you know, people like, you know, at work, they're like, you know, see the Lego movie. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not going to waste my time because like the first one was was just so bad to me that I just didn't. I just don't care to watch it again. It's not that it was bad. I just thought it was boring. And yeah. I actually found Batman to be literally the worst character in the entire thing. I found him extremely fucking annoying. Really? I, maybe it's because I am so into Batman that like seeing him like intentionally played as as kind of a goof I, pissed me off like subconsciously, and I was just like. Pheh stupid look what you're doing disappointing our fans at least you're honest though <laughs> yeah dude i told you i didn't like it i i've i have been pretty candid about that i did not like the lego movie. i i i don't i do not like the lego movie also but i did sit through it and i did watch it and i got that strength because i've also sat through every fucking season of curious george we're not going there with curious. I'm not talking about it. I'm just saying that you know I have the I have the ability to sit through movies I don't like now because of Curious George. You become a different person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm dead inside for sure. All right, let's uh, let's move on. So far, so good. Yeah, it's hard for me to talk about Batman unless we have like a specific subject because Batman's so like overreaching, and then we get into like the philosophies, and I love Batman. Oh, I know. I can I can sit here and talk for hours about Batman. Sure, we could maybe one day, and have frequently. All right, guys. Well, thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Um, if you like what you saw, like what you heard, please follow, subscribe, like, rate, comment, do all of the above. Um, follow us on Twitter at Dastardly Men. Shoot us an email if you want. Mail at dastardlygentlemen.com. Um, or you can even uh, like us on Facebook as well. So just feedback is handy. We'd like to hear from you. And hey, I've got this shit burning in my pocket. I gotta give away the city skyline. And I also have another game. I can't remember what it's called. But I'd like to give that away as well. So maybe I'll think of another way to give it away if you guys would fucking give us feedback. <laughs> but until next time we'll see you guys later bye, bye.